Hey. Hey, girl. What's your name? I'm Gloria, and this is Eunice. Hi. And you're listening to <laughs> Ditas and the Tea. <laughs> so, so I haven't seen you in a while. It's been like a month and a half. What has been up? What is the tea? Oh, girl, too much. Everything, honestly. Like, where do I begin? Girl. What's the last thing I told you last time I saw you? You told me to stay away from dick, but that's... I told you to take a break from dick. I, like... Okay, first of all, I would just like to say that (laughs) it's fine. Like, a girl just needs someone to drop off some dick and just get on with her day, right? I'm not like that. I get attached (laughs) to the dick, so I admire that, but I cannot, like, I get dick-obsessed even when I say, like, I'm on a break, I'm going to, like, focus on me. When I get on that Tinder and swipe right, I'm just into that dick sand and I can't get out. So, like, I've been telling, like, people like you, my friends, like, keep me single. And then it was really only you and my mom who were actually telling me to, like, stay away from white dudes. So, like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but you'd be proud to know it. So I had a moment last week, right? I had a moment of clarity mm-hmm. because your girl has been working full time. And on top of that, I started freelancing and then trying to do all this creative stuff and keeping up with friends. And I think that's the main thing I really want to be focusing on is like really being in like my safe space with like all my friends and stuff, which is like super important to me at the moment and healing and all that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But so my moment of clarity, which is like super long winded explanation of that, um, I finally deleted Tinder and Hinge. Nice. I unmatched every single person. I've had my Tinder account since 2015. Wow. And I went through every single one and I matched every single person, deleted every single conversation and like just started fresh. And I was like, you know what? I feel like being a woman, I feel like I've finally come into the strength of my power. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has made me really hesitant or like really cautious to really let people into my space that I don't feel like will be part of my healing space. Mm -hmm. So like that meme, right? That's like colonizers in my healing space is not ideal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. decolonizing. What's that meme account? Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, decolonial memes, highly recommend. So I think that's so important, just talking about how to reclaim power, especially as a woman of color. One of my friends was recently talking about how they felt so powerless and they were trying to just go back to those moments where they could feel power again. 100%. And like, it's so cool that you're finding all these avenues to do that. One of my avenues recently uh, was I realized the most powerful I felt recently was when I was just reading my poetry to people and where they couldn't reply. It's like, I don't have to talk to people. I can talk at people. And it's like, just listen to me. And that's been feel like really rejuvenating. Just being able to share that, yeah. you know, and not to, to be able to hold that space and claim that space and have no one impinge on it. Yeah. It's so rare for a woman of color to have that. And actually not have it be like tailored to a spe- like a specific audience or feel like, like you're talking, but you're not really being heard. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about, like, what Ditas and the T is. Oh, I think we do. We yeah. got into it because you asked me how it was going. That um, was a loaded question. That was a loaded question. I feel like, you know, so Ditas and the T is... Why are you doing this, girl? Why? Why are we doing this? Ditas and the T is a great way of checking people, but also, you know, we talked about this. It's a sex and relationship podcast that's met, that's made by brown girls for brown girls in our community because... There's such a gap in the market 
you know, who else is doing this? Like, who in your real life is having conversations about, you know, sex positivity uh-huh. and, you know, dating and decolonization and what that is, especially in terms of loving others, but also loving yourself. Because I feel like there's also, there's that lack of conversation of, you know, if I don't date someone that looks like me, you know, why? Is there mm-hmm. something heavy about that? And I think it's to say, um, to really bring people in that confidence of who they are and how they love themselves. And I think that's a conversation that we don't really have growing up or there's not enough like figures in our life, like maternal yeah. figures in our life that do that. And I feel like while I'm not an auntie yet. We aunties. We, we in aunties. spirit. In yes. spirit. Uh-huh. No, there's definitely that lack of like those opportunities yeah. to have that conversation. And the reason like we're doing this together is we found each other at quite a young age when yeah, we were both finding our way in the arts community and we were just having these conversations because everyone thought we were the same person oh fucking hell (laughs) so like tea uh gloria and i were both on tinder at the same time when we were younger and you know we're both doing poetry both doing public events and sometimes people would come to you gloria right and they'd say oh hey um i think i saw you perform the other night and i was like no that was my friend that was my friend eunice and she's like, oh, but you're Filipino. We don't even like, fucking look alike. We don't even look alike. And that was when my hair was, like, really short. short. Yeah, like, I had no hair. <laughs> yeah, and I had long hair. Uh-huh. This doesn't make any sense. I don't even, yeah, it was the mood. And it was just weird and awful. And I think we kind of learned all these things along the way that it was, like, we're two really young people trying to create our art and mm-hmm. kind of figure things out along the way and not having that guidance, but then also have this like weird attention, right? Because then we also grew into like our femininity a little bit and we started dating mm-hmm. and talking and doing all that kind of stuff and learning from each other. And it was like, why do we have the same issues mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to love and dating and romance? And like, where's the guidance <laughs> for that? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a real great little journey because like, why are we having the same issues? Well, yeah. you know, firstly... We're women of color in Australia. Uh, you're a first-generation migrant. Yes. I'm, like, a zero-gen migrant. But, like, you know, we both came up in really, like, hyper-religious backgrounds. Yeah. And, you know, which is, like, brainwashed us completely. But, like... And they, even coming into sex is something that's really oh, sensitive. Yeah. Especially if you come from a religious background. Because I think there's that... You're almost deprived mm-hmm. of those conversations. And when you come into wanting to have sex and enjoying sex you begin with guilt and i think oh, that's yeah. super problematic and yeah. it's not a way that you need to like need to feel about something that you enjoy you know what i mean so yeah mm-hmm. well titas and the tea is like everything titas and the tea is everything and more it's the auntie at the function that you can come up to with the with a fake lv bag that she struts anyway yes but she's super confident about it uh-huh. but like you got you know she got that under a bridge yeah 100 <laughs> percent. she went to the palenque and was like <laughs> <laughs> discount for please <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah so i feel like i guess that's it among other things and just two gals having a grand old time yeah, and trying to be the women we want to be. I think know? on top of that, be the women that I think we needed when we were younger. Yeah, right. That's real, Girl, right? That is so so real. Like I would have been a completely different person if I had, you know, actors like us. For yeah, a hundred percent. D does and the T. I realized the other day that not not the other day, but like 
especially the other day. Filipino humor, especially with men, is so censored around roasting people, roasting each other. And like I was waiting on this table of like 15 people and I told like the Filipino man because he was like making dumb jokes and I was like, And then like at the end, he gave me a $50 tip. Oh. And it's like, just a tip? (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is, like, okay, because one of our topics is also why Filipino men are such babies. Why are they such babies? Why are our men ain't shit? But, like, I love them, but why aren't they not shit? I know. Like, why why are they such babies? Like, they look for women, a woman, and they want the qualities of their mother in that woman. But when that woman starts acting more motherly or responding with anger to their shit and they suddenly like give up but like i think it's through the accountability because i feel like mothers don't necessarily especially filipino mothers yes they don't hold their sons accountable and i think the problem mm. when you get a relationship where your part partner's like i'm not projecting or anything but like uh, 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 <laughs> time you, to project time to project so like when you date a filipino man you know not that i've had experience whatever <laughs> um and they look for yeah. someone that is so similar to like the attributes that their mother mother provides for them like emotionally and like practically and all that kind of stuff in terms of nurturing and everything i think when they fall short is that you know it, it just happens so that their mothers don't hold them accountable mm-hmm. accountable for that and it's very much like oh, it's okay, it'll be fine, like, you know, you'll know for next time, whereas I feel like women who, who are wanting to date and fall in love and have meaningful relationships will be like, actually, you know what, that's really not that cool that you did that, and then it becomes this, like, tampot lambing, like, run around where it's like you just have this passive-aggressive fight, and it just becomes really useless and pointless when it's just, like, you could just be responsible for yeah. your actions and then be held accountable for your actions and then, like, go into that process of really changing your behaviors so that you don't hurt another person you know what i mean and you don't get kind of that response in the same way i think yeah that point about responsibility and accountability is actually like so important because like i was never really able to articulate that but like i've had those experiences because like i'm the fifth of five with like three sisters but my brother is not held accountable at all for his actions. Yeah. So there's that real mothering culture, that Filipino mothering culture mm. where they coddle their sons and they yeah. never hold them responsible for their actions. Yeah. But you know what's really weird in the offset? Like I think going dating and then like seeing so so much of my mother and how she took care of mm-hmm. me and my sisters like in the way that she was nurturing in, in some aspects. I think that for me it's also rubbed off on people I've dated. Like I'm very, I find that I'm very nurturing and I'm very warm and I for some reason, get that description a lot. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I think it also makes me feel as though certain people are attracted to you because they want to be looked after. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, this is how I would like to be in love. This is how I show affection. Yeah. But then it kind of flips on you because there are specific people who just want you for that, but don't give you anything back. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. Imagine being loved the way you love. Oh! I don't know what to do. Actually, you know Wait. what? Actually, you know Actually, what? I'm going to get into this because I am went on a date with, with this guy, right? Uh-huh. The one you told me about? Yes, the one I told you about. And I just was like having this moment yesterday. I was talking to my housemate about it. And I was like, what is it about him that's really throwing me off? Like something just made me confused. And then I realized, I'm like, he's nurturing and he's caring. Mm-hmm. But? But now I see why people fall for me, right? Mm-hmm. 
because I've had it flipped on the side and I'm just like actually you would treat anyone like this because you respect people and so I'm like is this are we actually like having a romantic thing or are we just like people who mutually like would like to respect person yes and this is why I'm in this weird space I'm just like okay girl I can... we gotta raise our standards yeah right but not not necessarily like okay so I, I feel like maybe I'm just describing this properly so it was kind of for me a moment where I feel like I started going on dates with somebody who was very, like, respectful and responsible and fun. We had, like, a lot of things that were in- intellectually in common and, and our interests and stuff like that. But then I found he was very verbally nurturing, but also he would act on that, too. So mm-hmm. there were some actions that I really appreciated and stuff like that that I was like, this is really nice. And then in my head, I was like, wait, is this romantic or are you just a nice person? Because I feel like I would also do this for someone I'm date like, I'm dating and I'm just interested. And it was kind of, like, this weird moment where I was like, whoa, now I don't know where this is sincere and it's weird, right? And now I'm in this weird space where, like, maybe I'm so used to, like... Being treated like, like shit. shit. Yeah. Or people not reciprocating the yeah. same level. And then now that I've, it's come back to me, I'm actually confused. And this is why I'm like, I think I... Back to your point, I'm genuinely going to have, like, a dating break because I think it really brought up a lot of sensitivities in my past in terms of, you know, dating, and what love is and, mm-hmm. and respect in relationships and stuff like that. And then it just made me realize that, oh, maybe there's just a little bit more baggage sitting there. Yeah. Because I feel so removed from it at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, I appreciate the kindness and I appreciate these really nice messages and the kind of space I can kind of really be for, like, be there for myself. You know, I feel like I, I, it's not t- overtaking my life, which is a nice change. I feel like this is... A dating situation where I haven't chosen it just to be distracted but because I'm so aware of that now I'm like I don't want it to become a distraction and yeah. I just feel like really off about that because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know what to do if I did meet someone so similar to the way that I care like would you run from that like if you met someone who was exactly the same of like of how you would like to be loved like would that not freak you out a little bit hmm so it's like it's also like are you ready to receive the love that you deserve and how would you recognize that? I don't know, because I want to go, I want to sort of zoom back into what you were saying yeah. about, like, the frameworks from which we approach dating and love. Yeah. Um, and how that's so important in how we view the people that we date and the people yeah. that we fall in love with. Because, you know, knowing us and our history, I know we've talked about growing up with very damaged models of love and yes. not knowing true love that's separate from abuse oh 100 so you know bell hooks the way we girl exactly (laughs) all about love bell hooks please read it get the reference Uh first yeah yeah gloria recommended that book to me life-changing and that's really affected what we view as normal in dating you know you know we see these decent people and we put them up on pedestals because just because they're decent decent and they don't fucking hurt us right and they don't fucking hit us yes but you know, our standards much need to be much higher than that, yeah. especially when we're looking or, you know, considering life partners or people to yeah. date. It needs to be, like, decent but above decent and not just that kind of threshold of accountability and respect, right? Mm. And it's so weird that, you know, we've obviously dated people of different ages and different cities and backgrounds and different countries <laughs> even. Um, all over the world. All worldwide. Honestly, Pit truly, bull. this pussy is Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Collect that loot. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. No, and I think it's so interesting to see that there's a lot of of just people who take relationships and and love so seriously and the people who don't. Mm -hmm. 
and there's so much callousness in that and I think there's so I think there's for me there's a lot of examples of there's a lot of self-serving and a lot of selfishness and it can really you know make you bitter it does it does yeah unconsciously bitter too yeah that it also makes it kind of difficult to see someone and be like oh actually you're a really good person or you know I think you're you're lovely but then you're always waiting for that like other shoe to drop right (laughs) yeah there are like a million examples in my mind right now but another time that's another time another conversation (laughs) what is that some share song what's one that we both know from Cher? Oh, what about Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now? And that could be like... <laughs> no, actually, like, I've been thinking, because I, you know, I love ballads. Filipinos love ballads, right? But yeah, that's ballads the are <laughs> so fucking toxic. They talk yes. about such toxic yes. love and toxic yeah, relationships. Like, women like Celine Dion or Whitney Houston wanting to go back to really unhealthy models of love. And it's so crazy how that stuff is celebrated in Filipino culture so openly and in such a normalized way. But that's why I think it's so interesting because we have the word tampo, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what I find really interesting... There's not enough weight in tampo. They're not... They're, exactly, exactly. And this is what I was thinking, like, when I was in sociology, we ha- we're, we're talking about linguistics, right? And how, um, you know, words don't exist in a particular culture unless it has a function for it, right? And then so, you know, the word for tampo is pretty much like... It's like a cute little tantrum that's not a tantrum. Yeah, it's like a passive-aggressive way to mm-hmm. address conver- confrontation without addressing confrontation. Yeah. And then from that, you go into like a, a phase of lumbing where you're affectionate, when you're like, okay, so like, I'm totally going to disregard that you're super upset, and then you're just going to get over it, and then we're never going to talk about it, and then we're fine, and like we're just hugging and stuff. There's never that open communication, that conversation, and it's so weird that we have that strange relationship ritual that it's so normal to have thumpo, right? Because you don't actually address mm-hmm. the issue. Filipinos are good at evading shit. <laughs> yes, but it's so strange. Again, there is a linguistic function and there's a cultural function in Tampo. And I think that also impacts your ability to have a relationship, right? Because I think when I was dating Filipino men, I found that a lot, right? That it was just like, I want to tell you and hold you accountable for this. And even when I have, I'm not listened to. But when I play Tampo, right? Like when I'm, not, when I'm silent, when I don't say anything at all, when I all of a sudden close my mouth and, and don't have anything else to say to you, oh, then you come to me. Then you want to have a conversation. And then you want to be like, hey, what's wrong? And I was like, I told you what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird that like, I feel like for me, that's been that pattern where I feel like I, I'm kind of forced in that space in order to get the kind of relationship dynamic or relationship function Um so, like resolution that I need, right? Mm-hmm. Dumbo is hella problematic. It is so problematic, and I like. like I used to sensor. think it was cute, but I hate it. No, <laughs> I mean it's really normal to have you know these bouts of silence yes. and like anger yes. in between like really tense situations with your partner, but dumbo really shouldn't be you know celebrated as this cute thing. You it's know? not cute. It's, it's not so cute. Sad. It's damaging. It really is, and I think a lot can, of things yeah. fester in that silence of yes. the dumbo. Yes. Do you know what's so funny, though? When I was researching about um, male order brides and obviously, like, white dude to go to Philippines again, Filipino wife, that there's actual, like, cultural articles. There's, like, websites dedicated to, like, helping white Western men understand no. what the fuck... Th- yes! No! Look it up! Look it up! And it's they describe it as a role play where you let the woman be upset uh-huh. and you just let her like 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 she has nothing to be upset about like she's just you just gotta let her act it out and then you just keep trying to be affectionate and shit until so, she lets it go literally wait, wait. who was papers this? papers who was websites. this written by 
so many white men oh, i'm not even gosh. kidding about like how to date asian women or like the cultural nuances of dating filipino women and why this is like a thing why tampo is important for us culturally and that you should just let them be upset about it and then let them get over it and then just be affectionate and then everything is fine it's a role play that's fucked up it's they so fucked up that's so fucked yeah and the fact that it's written by white people for white men so just to be able to prey on asian women it's filipino women Damn. Damn. did you see the article that was like philippines has been regarded as the sexiest language in asia and <laughs> i saw this comment that was like this was written by a white man uh-huh. <laughs> that's fact that's fact because it does have that element right because i feel like you would only say that because out of all the other asian nations we learn english at school wait what was the what was the article headline the article headline was philippine filipinos have the sexiest accent in asia <laughs> Just because we're a little more westernized. Yes, that's, that's what I thought, right? I feel like that is the nuance because, because like they can understand us uh-huh. a little better. I feel like that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I hate that. I hate I that. Too. So I really much. hate that too. Um yeah. I have you know what's so funny? I realize I have so much more time when I'm not wasting it with men. shit men. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. I girl. have so like I've the only man I've been spending time on is Lorenzo and he ain't a man. He's my vibrator. So I don't think you named your vibrator Lorenzo. He's named after the best at the time, the best dick I had ever had. Oh my god, top three dicks. Hmm? Top three dicks. Top three di- oh fuck. So like, um, you know the dude I was hooking up with in Jerusalem? Like I still oh, really? imagine him. Like, that was a good dick. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's this weird thing. So, uh, okay, his... <laughs> <laughs> so that was, the, I think, the top dick I've had in my life. Like, the best sex I've ever had in my life was with him. Damn. Yeah, and That's now... Real. And second dick is probably Lorenzo. Third dick is... Can I just go back to an, to him? Like, Anosh? Like, damn, oh. Anosh, come back to me. Oh, the one from Fla- Israel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The no, problematic one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn. Do you know what I What's get? yours? What's yours? Um, My Melvin Bay, who was like... Oh, oh the busker? No, no, the no, 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 no. one. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Oh, my <laughs> God. So, he grew up in the UK. Has, like, just sexiest accent. And, oh, it was so good. It was amazing. I still think about it. I was just I know. split in Girl. half this. He whipped that shit out, and I was like, it ain't gonna fit. Ah! And he was like... Just smiled. And I was ah, like, okay. Shit. It was great, though. Like, your girl lived. I had ghost dick for, like, three days. Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't had such a long time. Like, have you ever been dick down so good that it's, like, a phantom limb, but in your womb? Girl, like, in your I've b- been <laughs> deprived lately. The second second one would be uh, this Filipino guy um, that I was seeing for a little bit. And the weird thing was, like, I didn't realize that I didn't like him at all. Like, I really thought he was so annoying. And I only realized that, because, okay, so you know when you're having sex with somebody and you don't have your period and you're having, like, so much sex mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing, we have so much chemistry, everything's fantastic. Like, the sex was bomb. And then when I had my period, I realized, I was like, you're so fucking annoying. And yep. that's when I had that moment of clarity where I was like, if you're not giving me dick, I literally don't want anything to do with it. Like, you're so annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got to that point and I was like, Still the bombistic, most annoying guy. So annoying and just frustrating. Just gag him. Yeah. I had to block him on everything because he kept messaging me like every few months being like, just thinking of you. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I still get that as well from this dude who I hooked up with in Melbourne. And he's since like moved back to the Netherlands. But he still like texts me things like, 
another morning, another hard on, thinking of you. What a mood. I know. You have the juice and the squeeze. Girl, yes. this pussy has a reach. <laughs> it has real influence. <laughs> it's colonizing people, countries, continents, ruining oceans. lives. Oh my god, oh my, I have to tell you something. Okay, so I hooked up. So I have a guy that just drops off dick for me, right? And he's drops just off this, dick. Yeah, that's what it is, right? What do you mean? When you just like come over and they just have sex oh, and leave. Yeah, like yeah, drop yeah. off some dick, like pick Uber it up. Eats. Yeah, drop it off, pick it up, take it back home. Don't stay uh-huh. in my bed. We just uh-huh. had a grand old time. Don't ask me about anything. Don't text me. Don't call me unless it's, hey, you up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This guy, I see that, like, um, I see that, you know, he just drops off some dick. And, like, he is just, he's six foot two. He's just, like, chiseled. Just Ooh. gorgeous. He is just gorgeous. <laughs> dick on bomb, bitch. Like, good size. I remember the first time I had it. Like, I haven't had big dick in such a long time. And, like, I had to go to the doctors because I was, like, I had post-coital bleeding for four days. Shit. Yes, he tore oh, the cervix up, okay. sis. Wait, girl, we also have to talk about um, women's boundaries when it comes to sex. Oh, and, I think we should add that. And that not all rough sex and, like, hurt, like hurtful sex is good sex. Oh, no, I like that know? shit. But, like, when it comes to fucking, like, your cervix being torn up, that's not okay. Oh, no, like, I really like having, I, like, feel, I, like, I, ah! like, no, I'm being serious. I really like it when someone's dick is big enough that it's, like, hitting my cervix. Uh, girl. I've only ever had that twice. Twice. die. No. You could, from, like, it was internal bleeding. bleeding. No, like, it's fine. Like, I've always had a good time. You know what? Live your life, but I'm telling you. The World Health Organization does She's not okay. recommend it. She's okay. Get your sexual health checkup. It's fine. We're going to wrap up the episode. Thank this you to our pilot. invisible listeners. Thank you so yeah. much for, you know, this sexual ASMR. Hi. Hey. What's up, Dad?